0: As we continue in our discussions about marriage, uh, divorce, remarriage, and the local church, uh, we're joined by uh, our next guest, Dr. Stephen McKinnon. Steve, thank you so much for joining us. You're the Associate Professor of Theology and Patristic Studies. It'd be interesting if we can get some of that church history into Yeah,
1: that's right.
0: We should. We'll find a way to work it <laughs> in. We'll find a way to work and Steve, it in. Steve, one of the reasons I asked you to join us, uh, join Dr. Akin and I, is not only because of your scholarship, but also because you've just had real practical experience as a local church pastor uh, for years. And what I really want us to do for these next couple of uh, sessions together is let's really talk some application. Mm. Let's zero in on, on how are we going to do this in the local mm-hmm. church? How are we going to respond to some of these issues? So if, if you look at all these resources we have on the website, you've got a wedding workshop where we have a panel of professors and, the, uh, professors and pastors. We choreograph a wedding. We talk about some of the, we talk a lot in those sessions about premarital care and some of that stuff. Then we do the chapel where it's a much more theological conversation. We've had Andreas Kostenberger with us where we talk about, we're just really walking through the text, which I thought was very helpful. So now, you know, so what does this mean? So in this first time together, I was really wanting to just talk about marriage, divorce, remarriage and local church ministry and how the local church needs to uh, address people who've been divorced or people who are struggling with the possibility of divorce. Uh, So we're talking pastoral care, we're talking who should you marry. We're also talking about uh, what do you do and how do you minister to people who are going through this or who have already been divorced. And so, and then we need to talk about how do we teach and preach about this a little bit too. So let me break that down for us a little bit. And and many of these questions that we're addressing come straight from our students. And so these are real life (coughs) scenarios. So this will be hope helpful, so should a, a pastor perform, this is a very general question, mm-hmm. we're going to, have to break this down, but should a pastor perform the wedding of somebody who's been divorced, you know, and what does that, what does that mean? So what do you, in, in, as a pastor, as a church leader, here I am, somebody's come to me, they've been divorced, Ooh, how do I deal with that? How am I going to, how am I going to handle that? So share with us first of all a little bit before we start getting into these specifics. Steve, share with us a little bit just so we get it on the table kind of where your views are on divorce because that's what we're getting right. ready to talk about anyway. We've talked about uh, pornea or adultery. We've talked about abandonment. We, we started to talk a little bit about abuse, which I'm going to come back to because I think mm-hmm. we ought to talk about that together here too. And we've talked a little bit about pre-conversion. Mm-hmm. So kind of where are, you, where are you landing in some of these areas?
2: So uh, for me, when you define marriage as, uh, as a covenant or an agreement that two people enter into, right. Um, I, I picture it as they're, they're coming together and offering vows to each other and those vows serve as the covenant. And anytime time there's a covenant in the Bible, it's two way. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it's God's covenant with us in salvation or our covenant with one another in marriage or our covenant with other people in the church, that it's mutual. So marriage is like that, it's a mutual covenant. And I picture it as when you bring these vows to the table where there's a common set of vows that we're affirming we're holding on to those. And uh, that's marriage, that we're both uh, latched on to the covenant of uh, those vows that we have made to each other, one common set of vows. When one person um, releases those vows and you're left by yourself holding on to those vows, that person has broken that covenant. And uh, in the the biblical texts that you guys talked about earlier, um, there are examples of the way in which one of those covenant partners releases uh, the, their hands from those vows right. and abandons the other person to hold the vows all by themselves. Right. And for me, when that happens is when the Bible permits, doesn't require, but permits divorce. That when the other person releases those vows, let's go over them and walks off. It could be abandonment. It could be sexual immorality and adultery. Uh, It could be some other type of harm. But for me, that's the picture that I have in mind. Two people are holding on to this common set of vows. They're covenanted together. When one person lets go, you're no longer, to use Paul's language, bound to that covenant relationship because there's only one person there. Mm -hmm. And so you can't be bound to a two-way covenant if there's only one person. Mm -hmm. And so I would see that's where the Bible would then permit divorce. If that is the case and you're no longer bound to that covenant um, because the Bible has permitted you to no longer uh, see yourself as bound, then you are free to, to remarry someone else. Mm-hmm. Um, so the specifics of w- what actually would lead to the breaking of that covenant, uh, what situations might allow remarriage, mm-hmm. uh, are, are going they might differ and those are some details and usually that's where the devil is of course. Right. But in general, Uh, divorce is allowable and permissible in certain situations even if it's not encouraged it's still permissible and remarriage um, when those conditions have been met
1: uh, I I would say is
2: not only permissible it's actually encouraged in the Bible
0: okay okay do you have any comment about any of that no
1: I would agree to to answer your question is uh, if someone comes to me that is divorced and they want to remarry will I remarry them maybe yeah Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm going to have to sit down with them and understand what uh, circumstances led to their divorce. Is there any potential for reconciliation? Uh, the person that they want to marry, are they? is this person a believer? All right. If all of those things fall into line, then at that point, I'm going to treat them like I would any other potential couple for marriage, and we're going to go through premarital counseling. Sure. We're going to have premarital sessions. There are going to be things they're going to read. And, John, I've always said that uh, I believe after— your decision to receive christ as savior nothing is more important than who you're going to spend the rest of your life with in marriage and therefore i want to make sure we look at this long and hard and if i'm not comfortable uh, in terms of them moving ahead in marriage i tell them at the very first meeting i always reserve the right to say no in terms of performing your ceremony and so just understand that right understand if i see a problem i'm going to raise it and if i don't see the problem resolved then i'm going to decline pers- uh, participating and presiding over your marriage so it's a maybe right. i've got to find out some more things about what led up to the divorce and what is the current situation sure. in their relationship sure. and,
2: I th- and i think with that is seeing the the pastor's role in the lives of this couple and in, in the life of this new couple that's that's uh, coming together as well as the lives of the individuals that are going to be covenanting together it, if if a pastor sees himself as just someone who is filling out the form and going through the motions right. of a ceremony, right. that's not going to bother them. Right. But if if we're seeing as, a, as the pastor of the church the role of helping to shepherd these people, exactly. minister to them, be involved in their lives, then it's not just well, the, the requirements are met, we ticked off the boxes, so I'm going to do this. It, it really is, as Dr. Akin said, an involvement in the lives of people right. where you're going you're to know, is this uh, a situation where um, the, the Bible has permitted something as a result of one person's uh, inability to reconcile or unwillingness to reconcile? Are we at a place where this person now can enter into this new covenant without themselves violating the other covenant? you're going if you're involved in their lives and you're walking them through that, then it's, it's much easier to see where those circumstances are. But under, you know, I think people have to recognize and understand that, that being a pastor, as much of a blessing as that is, it's also messy work right. yes, because we're in the vol- We're involved in the lives right. of people. And so divorce and remarriage is not just about checking off certain boxes. It's in being involved in the lives of these men and women, right. some of whom have been hurt and some of whom have hurt other people. Right. And there needs to be genuine gospel reconciliation that takes place. Even if there isn't a reconciliation of the marriage, there has to be a reconciliation of the gospel. And I think we ought to approach it that way. So from, from my standpoint, I agree exactly with what Dr. Aiken said. The answer is maybe. Yeah. Um, if, if certain conditions are met and there is a uh, an involvement in their lives where gospel reconciliation is taking place, then that can, we can move forward with that. But uh, if it's just, I decided I didn't want to marry this person, I want to marry somebody else, my secretary or whatever, then uh, the answer to that would be no. Yes. Right. But there are instances where that would be not only permissible, in my opinion, but I would encourage that to happen.
0: Yeah. Yep. And, and because we're talking about application and messy, mm-hmm you know and part of the reason that i'm in the role that i'm in here is because of my own practical pastoral Mm -hmm. experience and some of the messes that i've seen so so let's let me let me take this to kind of a case study place Mm -hmm. and just some word of wisdom recommendations so let's say that you reach a point with this couple to where who have been divorced one or both and you actually reach the conclusion that this was not a biblically justifiable Mm -hmm. divorce so i've got to somehow say i cannot perform this ceremony so, A, that piece, and then a real-life scenario that I was talk, told, told about not too long ago is a couple goes to a group of elders in a church, and it was a plurality situation, so they go to the elders, the elders say, no, you two should not get married, they go off and get married anyway, mm-hmm. and then the elders are, are dealing with whether or not they need to discipline mm-hmm. this couple because they didn't take their advice. So let's walk through some of that <laughs> quagmire just a little bit. So, A, how are you going to tell somebody no? And, what you, and, and yet, you know, we don't want to burn bridges of opportunity in right. ministry. How do we tell them no if we, we know we can't do this? And then secondly, what if they go ahead and get married anyway? And how, what do we do with them then? So, Well,
1: I've told people no, and I will tell you that the most traumatic experience of my ministerial life took place when I told someone no. Mm-hmm. And uh, had a person storm out of the room, another person storm back in, cuss me out. <laughs> then I get a threatening letter from a parent of one of the two, and uh, it was it was, and I was young. Yeah.
0: and it's uh, real life, isn't it? it mm-hmm. real
1: life, and it it was it was unsettling for me. I did tell them later that though I could not perform their wedding, and I did not think that they should get married. If they did marry, then I would love them, mm-hmm. I would pray for them, uh, I would help them in any way that I could because now that they're married. I'm certainly not going to advocate them dissolving that marriage. Mm -hmm. They are married, and so I've got to deal with them where they are at that moment and moving forward. That would even kind of come back to this other situation. Uh, Would I discipline them? Um, Probably not in the same way that I would discipline someone that is in ongoing unrepentant sin, uh, such as sexual immorality Mm -hmm. or anger or drunkenness or any of the things that you find Paul addressing in 1 Corinthians or Galatians. Uh, but certainly, if they want to be a part of our covenant community, we're going to have to have an understanding mm-hmm. because you had brought yourself under my shepherding uh, supervision and you just basically violated it. You told me basically stick it in my ear. Right. Well, we're going to have to have a different mm-hmm. conversation because we're not going to continue like that. Right. If I'm going to be your pastor, I'm going to be your pastor. And if you're going to kind of pick and choose the spiritual direction and guidance I give you, then basically you probably need to find another shepherd for your soul because I'm not going to serve you very well there because you don't pay attention to what I have to say. Right. right.
2: And I, I've been in, in a very similar situation where I had to say no and did it the wrong way. And right. so good good lesson to learn from me. Um, How would know, you do it the wrong way? Well, I had a couple that, that said that I knew their situation and I knew it was a, a and not biblically justifiable divorce. Uh, but said, I'll be happy to meet with you and talk about this possibility of, of, of me marrying you. Part of, part of my interest was to be able to share the gospel with right. them and sure. um, to be able to walk them through and help them to see some things. And I think, and so in the end, being um, almost giving the appearance of being positively inclined when in the back of my mind, I knew I wasn't positively inclined. I wasn't dishonest. I didn't say I'm going to do this, but I'll meet with you and let's talk about it and then at the end of several sessions, no. said, no, I'm not gonna do this now. Uh, and when I gave my explanation, I don't marry people who are in that situation, they said, well, you knew we were in this situation. What, what did you do? And they were exactly right. It, it, was, it was, I was young you from it? and it was exactly right. And here's, what, here's, here's the wisdom I think that, that somebody could glean from this, that if, if you have certain parameters for the decisions you're going to make, those need to be upfront. Absolutely. Uh, if you're mo- if you're going into a church and someone doesn't ask, it may be it may be good to talk about that, mm-hmm. especially if you have very strict parameters. Right. Uh, if if your parameters are in the middle somewhere, maybe a different story. But if they're really strict, you may want to bring that up. But if someone comes to you and says, "I'd like for you to consider marrying me," uh, I, I think the wisdom is to say, "Here are the parameters." that if we get to the end of our conversation and I'm not comfortable in these four or five areas, mm-hmm. then I won't do that. Like, like you mentioned before, Dr. Aiken, I wanna reserve the right to say no. And these are the types of questions that right. I need to have answered. It, it's, it's just expectation and reality, John. It's just recognizing, even if you feel like you've been open and honest with someone, if they don't feel like it, then perception is reality to mm-hmm. them. And, and I think the more communication that we can do as pastors, um, the, the more likely it is that we can, even when there's an uncomfortable ending, that it's a, a much better situation than if, if we just give the impression that everything's fine and then we get to the end of it and, and cut them That's off. I, I, I think it's better to lay out what the parameters yeah. and if, if we can work through these, but because I have married people before who w- were divorced in a way that I didn't feel like the Bible allowed that, but the situations were such, and we might talk about some of those situations. But the situations were such, where I felt like the 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 basis of my decision to marry someone or not were met. Yeah. And uh, and I think that's why you lay out you lay out those parameters. If these are the, the if, if this is the condition, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna perform the wedding. But I'm happy to work with you and talk then you're loving them, you're caring for right. them. And at the end it's, we agreed at the outset, I, I'm not comfortable with this, let's not move forward with it. Yeah. Um, so I think that's the wisdom. I think on the other side of um, it, me offering my suggestion about two people not getting married. Again, if, if that's because of biblical reasons, that's different than, you know, I just feel like because I'm older than you, that maybe your personality doesn't fit with right. her personality or, or that sort of thing. Um, if, they, if they disagree, maybe their parents have suggested, well, we think you guys can get married. Maybe they've walked through that, they've worked through it. That's different than saying there's some biblical reasons I think you shouldn't get married. Oh, right. And um, on, on both instances, there's probably need for some conversation to say, now help me to understand what, what did I see wrong? Right. I had some reasons why I thought it wasn't best for you to get married. You felt differently. Let's talk through this. Yeah. If you're going to be a part it's of this church, word. I need to know where you are. And you need to know where I am. But if it's if it's there were some biblical reasons why you shouldn't, and you just ran off and did that, then those conversations become much more stark and uh, there's a uh, and serious because those are spiritual matters not just personality or not just opinion or even not just
0: wisdom but those are those are spiritual sure, matters sure. that I think you want to take into consideration. Yeah that's good and this is a good start so let, let's take a quick break here and then what I want to do is we're going to come back in kind of our next session let me and we're, I want to come back to these experiences mm-hmm. I think it's really good so but let's go and let's talk a little bit about the leadership issue in church life and how divorce okay. deals you know messes with that if mm-hmm. we're talking messy and, and then we're going to talk about some real life experience after that so let's take a quick break. Okay.